Hi, everyone. Welcome to Gay Men Going Deeper, a podcast series by the Gay Men's Brotherhood where we talk about all things personal development. Your hosts today are Reno, Callan, Matt, and myself, Michael. Today, we're talking about emotional well-being during the holidays. And given that Callan is dressed for the occasion, we're going to start off with him and his cute little Santa hat. Well, I figured it would be like a nice little fun festive like episode. So it's holiday season, things can get stressful. It's been very weird because we all know 2020 has been freaking weird. Um, so maybe the holiday season is going to look a lot different for a lot of people this year. You're not necessarily getting together, doing the parties, doing the cooking, stressing about who's coming, who's not coming, where can Uncle Joe sit because he's a drunk and Auntie Beverly doesn't like to sit next to him and like all the dramas that can go on. And then also another side of that, people who don't necessarily have those experiences to go off of because that's also stressful as well. Um, I came from a background where we, I had kind of a close family maybe when I was younger on my father's side, but then on my mother's side, I didn't. And as I got older and I started, like I moved away from home when I was young and I never ended up really going back for Christmas and I had to develop my own things. So in regards to the stress that goes along during this time of the season and the year, we're going to talk about all those fun things that have helped us in our own individual journeys in coping with this time of year, because it is going to be an upsy doozy roundabouty one. So what I did is growing up, I learned very quickly that I wasn't necessarily going to have the same thing every single year. And it's funny now, because I'm like watching people I know now who I live with and like other people and they're telling their families like, Oh, I'm not coming home for Christmas or we can't see each other. And like, I'm seeing like moms literally like crying and freaking out and like <laughs> people losing their shit over the fact that for one year, they can't do the exact same thing over and over and over again. And part of me wants to go, that's a good thing. Like, you it's kicking you out of that cycle so that you can learn okay well maybe what's working what's not working maybe there's a better way to do things maybe there's a different way to do things if you don't try something new if you don't switch things up and you just keep repeating you get stuck in those cycles you're never going to grow you're never going to evolve so it's kind of like a giant metaphor for all that but I had to learn that mine wasn't going to look the same every year and I had to be okay with that and it actually ended up leading to so many of the most magical Christmases I have ever had. And they have all looked so different. I've been in, when I lived in London in the UK, my friend Sophie invited me to her farmhouse down in the South in Brighton. And I'd never met these people. I never didn't know what I was getting into. And these people just opened up their homes and welcomed me in being a complete stranger. I'd met Sophie in like Barcelona, I like randomly traveling around Europe. And she was so kind and invited me and like, it was like I was part of the family There was I felt a little bit awkward and weird because it was probably one of my first Christmases like away and like out of that zone of familiarity. But I had it, her dad was a chef. The food we had was amazing. They had like heated tile flooring. They were a bit bougie. They had heated tile flooring. I was like, "Ooh, what is this? My feet are warm. This house is amazing. The food is great. And they were just the loveliest people. And that's just one of like a hundred different kinds of experiences I've had. I've had when I was living in Dubai for five years, I would get home to see like kind of Seattle and like, my mom would drive down and we'd have like a two day weekend Christmas together, but it wasn't like, you know, the big be all end all Christmas. And so in Dubai, it'd be like, okay, well, what friends are in town? And it would just be like, usually hopefully it would be like at least one of my roommates or a couple of close friends. And we would just do pajamas day. It would be like, everybody brings kind of like a snack and everybody just puts it all on the table. And we're all in our pajamas sitting on the couch and we just watch Christmas movies. And we have like, maybe we have drinks, like starting like mimosas. And then those were just super fun. And it's just continuously year after year, I create something new. I create something fun to make it my own because it doesn't matter. For me, it didn't matter that I wasn't able to spend Christmas with everybody that was important to me or my family, or it had to look a certain way. The important part to me was the energy of sharing that time, that space with people I cared about. And that was the most important part of me. I wanted to spend quality time with the people that mattered to me the most. 
if and when I could. And I took it whenever I could take it because when I was working and flying all over the world, I didn't necessarily have a specific day that I could do it on. I had to do it whenever it came available. So one of my biggest tips for this holiday season, because it's going to look so different, is create the energy and the idea that you can have a magical Christmas or a magical holiday season with your friends and family. And it just might look a little bit different and be open to that possibility. Be open to maybe we're all just going to get on a giant group Zoom in the afternoon and have like a couple of drinks of wine and then have like a smaller dinner together with just the immediate family. Maybe you're going to go and you're going to hang out with your friends and maybe play like some games online and you know, have some cocktails, whatever you want it to be, you can make it your own and try your best to, I always find it when I'm really getting down on myself, it's because I'm focusing on me and I'm turning it all inwards and it's just about me. But the moment I flip it and I focus on other people and I bring other people into my world and I'm like, okay, well, let's focus on these other people. I create that connection. I stop worrying about myself and I get myself out of kind of that slump. And so if maybe you're going to feel a little bit lonely this holiday season, maybe focusing on building those connections and reaching out. If it's not something you normally do, take that chance, reach out, be like, Hey, do you want to do a zoom or a FaceTime or something um, over the holiday season, maybe create like a mini party or something. These are the new fun things that you can introduce. And yeah, it's going to look different, but hey, who knows? Take it, run with it. So that's just how I'm going to start things off. And now I'm going to let some of the other guys jump in. Um, <clears throat> my name's Reno and I'm a, a recovering codependent. Um, so <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> Christmas for me has always been like a shit show. Um, so now I'm going to come in with my like big gray dark cloud and shit all over Christmas for a moment. Um, not because I don't love it, but just my truth. Um, yeah, I, I spent a lot of Christmas carrying the emotional weight of my family. Um, I was very aware and very um, empathic uh, very early on. And so <clears throat> while my mom and my dad and my grandma and the people around me did their absolute best to try to sort of shield us from knowing what was happening behind the scenes, um, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. And my mom knew how to, my mom, my dad, my grandma knew how to stretch a dollar and make things really cute and festive and awesome. And at the same time, there was always this like sad energy around Christmas for me. I could always feel the emotional weight and the, you know, the emotional and psychological burden that my, my, the adults in my life were carrying, feeling like they had to live up to the standard of what Christmas was supposed to be, you know, um, getting us like the most expensive gifts or, or, you know, trying to, or um, there's a story actually one year um my mom was really really concerned because like we were broke 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 uh she had no money and my mom probably learned this from my grandma but um not being able to uh execute this like beautiful image uh during these different holidays throughout the year christmas especially was just this like devastating thing and um this particular year, there were no funds. And so um, my mom was really concerned. And she tells us that, you know, she sort of calls it the Christmas miracle, but um, somehow there was like a hamper left on our doorstep with money in an envelope. And uh, luckily she was able to create Christmas for us. But uh, yeah, I always remember that story. And, and it brings a bit of emotion because it's just so, it was always so interesting to me that um, executing this holiday was so important and the weight that it carries for some. Um, so <clears throat> coming back to what I was saying earlier, you know, I well into my adulthood, every time the Christmas season would come around, 
while I felt, and I noticed this is bringing up um, like some sadness for me, but not in a bad way. It's a beautiful thing. Um, while I felt really excited by the vivacity of this particular holiday, um, because, you know, I would say I'm a very jolly person by nature as well. So it's like, oh, Christmas, love it. Light, sparkle, color, food, warmth, sweet smells, savory smells, all the things, people coming together, celebration. It's like, yes, I love it. Um, and at the same time, there was always this like looming heaviness on my on my psyche, on my shoulders, on my chest, in my throat, like just in my body remembering how heavy it was for my family um, and, and having to sort of carry on this tradition that seemed detrimental in a way. I was like, why are we doing this? Um, and I can actually remember some years ago, I decided, and it's so funny to kind of make a connection in this moment between these two things, because I didn't realize it in the moment, but I decided to round up my friends one year and I wrote this little poem um, reminding people to what, what this particular time of year is really about, um, at least for me, like just reminding us like to be in love and compassion and connection and humanity during this particular time of year. And uh, we, I made these little like notes and then I tied them to a bunch of candy canes. And I had one of my friends dress up as Santa and we went to the mall and we handed them out. And basically it was just like, we were in the shopping malls and I was like, let's go, the, let's go crash the mall and just remind people like, while you're out buying your gifts, like pay it forward, do something nice, you know, say something kind to someone. Like, let's remember what this is all about. You know, it's not just uh, consumerism and it's not just, you know, like there's more to life than all of this, right? So it's interesting looking back to see how that shifted for me um, and, and how I leveraged that, that sadness, that heaviness, that pain to like, uh, and, and alchemize it, I guess, to create, oh my goodness, a positive message. <laughs> this is great. <sighs> so I just moved to Vancouver, settling into my new space. And we've got like these two little dogs and that rarely happens, but um, <laughs> so, so, you know, Cut to today, I've learned and continue to learn how to honor myself and my boundaries during the holiday season, um, reminding the people around me of what's really important, which is like getting together and celebrating and family. Um, you know, it's, it, it's not about who got the most expensive gift or all the swag you accumulated during the holiday season. Cause that was another thing going back to school after Christmas. And like, everyone's like, what'd you get for Christmas? What'd you get for Christmas? And it's like, like, it seems sort of like this, like, I don't know, competitive show and tell kind of thing. And I, I was like, I don't want to do this, you know, um, especially cause if I'm being really honest, uh, there were a lot of sort of well-to-do people around me or people who were sort of financially better off. Um, and I couldn't really compete with that in that way, you know? So, <clears throat> yeah, I think these days, um, my relationship to Christmas is a bit different to, and not just Christmas, but the holiday season overall is a bit different because I've reclaimed it and I've made it my own. Um, you know, there, this will be the second year in my whole life that I will not be cele celebrating Christmas in the traditional sense. Um, when I do spend time with my family, I'm sure to, um, you know, be mindful of what I eat and what I consume, um, to be mindful of taking care of myself and taking the space that I need, um, you know, it, it can get a little busy and a little hectic. And, and so I know being a sensitive person, you know, an empathetic person, um, I have to leave the space sometimes or excuse myself. Like I'm very, very intentional. There was one Christmas I had everyone over to my place back home 
And I actually left. So we had dinner and I said, guys, I'm going to go now and I'm going to leave you here to like finish up. Right. Um, I helped for the first half. I'll let you guys take care of the second half. I'm going to excuse myself. And I, I went away for a while um, and it was really lovely and they respected it, you know? Um, and this year, I know my mom is really struggling with the fact that I'm not going to be home for Christmas. And it feels really good that I'm not, I feel, I feel for her. And I understand that that would be really sad. You know, um, my, my brothers would hate to hear this. My family would hate to hear this out loud, but I'm a family favorite. I know that because um, I bring the joy, uh, but, but um, yeah, I'm so excited to just like, <sighs> relax, do my own thing, um, be detached from all of that, and uh, and to see what 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 new sort of experience, tradition, or just space wants to emerge on the twenty fourth and the twenty fifth. You know, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, magic happens. Let me tell you, I've had like at least ten of them now. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah matt who, who wants to share me or you <laughs> well i think i should because i'm feeling um yeah well maybe i'll just start with this because reno just moved to vancouver and we spent the day together yesterday and you know i just had a really beautiful connection with reno yesterday and we were able to kind of um, talk about ourselves in a really deep and heart-centered way. Um, I realized how similar Reno and I are and how similar our upbringing was. And um, you're sharing, it just stirred up a whole bunch of stuff in me. And I'm like, oh, God. the beginning I was like, oh, I don't really have a lot to share on this topic. And now I'm like, oh my God. Like the whole time you were, you were talking, I was thinking like, I am a total fucking Grinch. I am the Grinch who stole Christmas. And um, while you were talking, it, I had the ability to think about where this developed and kind of when it started. And um, yeah, I fucking hate Christmas. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it, and I, I'm thinking I'm, I know why. And it, it's because it reminds me of um, the split of my family. And I remember being a kid and I remember being so um, so excited at Christmas time. It was such a wonderful time for me. And I couldn't, I couldn't sleep at night because I'd be so excited about, you know, Santa coming and blah, blah, blah. And then I kind of went through this phase of realizing that Santa isn't real. <laughs> and that was all, that was pretty devastating for me because I was like, oh my God, the people that I care about in my life totally lied to me. You know, and like I had this this real kind of um, anger response to that. And then when I was about eight, my parents split and um, Christmas became this thing that represented division. It represented guilt because I had to choose who I was going to be with in the time. And then... Um, Yeah, it's um, so just just hearing you share, Reno, like it it um, it made me feel like there's this part of me that wants to connect with that inner inner child part of me, that inner playful part of me that wants to get excited about it. But like this adult part of me that's like wanting to protect me from like having to go through disappointment again is just like no, like why would you want to? Um, get excited about something that's like so silly you know what I mean and I think that's how I how I developed a, a defense to it was I developed this callous attitude towards Christmas and um, the callous attitude prevented me from also having to experience some of the grief around what I lost as a kid and um, yeah emotional well-being over the holidays I think, well, this will be, this will be my second or no, my third Christmas away from home for Christmas. And, um, 
yeah, I'm kind of having this like weird epiphany right now. I'm like, do I like actually care about Christmas or do I not? Like what part of my, is my ego? What part is my heart? Like, I'm kind of like feeling like, okay, what, what's going on here? But um, I think there's going to be some really beautiful healing in this area for me. And I, I think how it's going to start is my nephew. My sister sent me pictures yesterday of my nephew and uh, he was dressed like a little Santa Claus <laughs> and it was so cute. And I was like, Oh my God, you know, and he, he's like hanging out under the Christmas tree and he's getting all excited. And it's kind of reminding me of, uh, of the little me. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And I think I think why I'm emotional right now is because I kind of want to be there, <laughs> you know, for the first time in a long time. And I, I won't get to be there this year. And um, yeah, it just makes me sad that my relationship with my nephew is over FaceTime. <laughs> you know, it's just not fair, really. But I've made this choice to be here for a reason. And I, I know I'm here for for many reasons, actually, my, I'm, I'm fulfilling my purpose here. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna leave it there. But yeah, thank you, Reno, because you're, you basically, you're sharing opened up something in me. Like I felt like there was just some really beautiful energy that shifted when you were sharing, because like, I just felt like we had such a similar upbringing in that respect. You know, the codependency, the boundaries, like all that stuff is just so my story too, right? So thank you for speaking your truth and allowing me to connect to mine. It was really beautiful. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Thank you for sharing that, that raw emergence and emotion. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. I know I already shared, um, but I just, I want to piggyback on on what you say it's like it's bringing up so much emotion for me too because yeah I could really see how that landed for you and um this year is is very you know it's going to be an interesting year I resonated with what you said about your nephew you know because for me Christmas the there's a there there has been sort of a sadness about being away from home this Christmas um particularly because of the relationship I have with the little ones now like for me that's the most exciting thing is getting to spend this beautiful time with my nieces and nephews and um it feels good it, it surprised me in a way that it that I felt so connected to them and I wanted to be with them and spend so much time with them and be a part of their their growing because I never imagined that I would that I would want kids and somehow I can empathize I'm, I'm just realizing this now somehow I can really empathize in a different way um, for my parents wanting to just create this like beautiful experience for us little ones you know because now I'm like oh I yeah like I somehow uh, yeah, I noticed myself wanting that for the little ones as well. Um, but I'm excited to explore this with you as well, Matt, because I can see how my own Grinch comes out sometimes, especially with all of the the history that that comes with Christmas and the holiday season and how there is a part of me in my heart that wants to be really excited about this. And then there's a part of me that's like, no, we're not, we're not going to bother because it's just heavy and hard and emotional and disappointment. Yeah. And, you know, and, and as you and I discussed when we connected yesterday, we share that experience in life across the board, you know? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That was, I learned some things from your uh, experience and expression there just now as well. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
Thanks, guys. Um, I think what I'm getting out of all three of the shares so far is that um, I think the holidays, especially this one, can really underline a lot of the stuff that we deal with. And maybe we just push aside for the rest of the year. But for one month of the year, if you're someone who kind of struggles with loneliness, it's going to be highlighted over the holidays. If you're someone who has a tumultuous relationship with your family, it's probably going to get triggered over the holidays. And um, even people who, let's say, you know, these days, there's a lot of people who don't really have jobs and don't necessarily have the means to be keeping up with uh, sort of this performative giving of gifts and fancy things. And there's a lot of people who just simply can't afford it. Um, and so that also comes up for people, I think, the sort of scarcity and the, the sorry, <clears throat> and the financial burden of it. So the, the media and marketing and advertising and even social media likes to talk about how this is such a beautiful time of year. And it is. I, for the record, uh, love Christmas. So I guess I'm the odd man out uh, in terms of having that. I, I did historically have that sort of traditional uh, happy Christmas vibe, but I'm well aware that a lot of people don't. And I wasn't, I wasn't aware of that until I started like, you know, once I left the nest and started meeting other people and here I live in Toronto and um, there was a few Christmases ago, my family stopped doing Christmas day. And so by Christmas Eve, we're Italian. So we have a big fish festival on Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas day, there was nothing to do. So I would come home and everybody would gather at Woody's, um, which is a gay bar here in Toronto. And it was like the, the most fun time. And it was like uh, like an orphan's Christmas. And like, you just get to hear everybody's story, whether their families are not here, whether they just don't celebrate it for religious reasons or they just don't like it or whatever. But it's so interesting to hear everyone's different story, including right now, like you three, like all, all four of us, I think have a different experience of Christmas and the holidays. And so it is very important to remember that everyone has not only different experience, but sometimes, oftentimes, it's not talked about how, it, how hard it is for a lot of people. People who've just lost someone this year, for the first time, they're kind of noticing, oh, you know, last time this year I had a partner, my parents, whatever, and now I don't. Like a lot of that stuff comes up around this time of year. So I think it's really important that we all kind of take a moment like Matt just did and, and Reno and Callan to notice where it is hard and don't try to gloss over the fact that it has to be this perfect Christmas picture. Like it doesn't have to be, and oftentimes it isn't. So yeah. thanks guys for making that okay and sharing that. Oh, you girls go make me cry. Seriously. <laughs> like Seriously. when Matt was going and a Rito and everything, I was just like, and tears are coming. Like, I know at the beginning I talked about, I've been on my own for many, many Christmases. And like to hear you guys being like, oh, second Christmas, third Christmas. I'm like, oh, I thought it was, I don't know why. I thought it was more normal because everybody I spent Christmases away they were spending Christmases away and I was like oh it's a normal thing and that it's like been like well over a decade that I've not ever had like a normal traditional Christmas and what was coming up for me was that um when Matt was talking about like being the Grinch and all these things is I I was that I had that energy because Matt and I have also very similar upbringings of like divorced family and splitting time splitting Christmas and I don't know if I blocked that out because I don't, I don't look at that time as a negative for me. Like I don't have that experience, but the one experience, the, the biggest, most negative experience I had was one of my earliest on Christmases where I was quote unquote by myself. I was still in the same town as my family, but like, it was very much like we're not getting together type vibes. And I was living with my best friend at the time. And, um, she, I was living with her and her family in the basement suite. And she told me I was not invited to join in on Christmas, which I had been the previous year before. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, like you want to do your family thing, totally respect your space until our other friend came over and got spent, like had, um, I don't know if my internet's connecting or not, but, um, and so 
she had invited our other mutual friend over and would, that person was invited to do all the Christmas things. And I was told specifically not to come upstairs. And so it kind of hit me that year that it was like, huh, I'm alone. And this is like the fucking worst. And I had two options. I could either go down that road and continue on that and be Mr. Grinch for the rest of my life or like carry that with me. And I'm so grateful that I don't know what happened or why, but something must have happened or I must have had an experience where I just shifted and I went, no, it's up to me to create the Christmas energy I want. And I want to enjoy this time of year. I want to have fun. I want to make this meaningful. I want to enjoy this time. And so from that point forward, I think the reason I've managed to have so many amazing Christmases is because I've chosen that like, regardless of where I am or who I'm with, I'm going to make this the best fucking experience that I can have because I want it. And it's being so selfish, but like the good kind of selfish. And I was like, I want to have the best Christmas ever. So anytime I'm with other people and they're like down in the dumps, I do my best to just be like, you do not get to ruin my Christmas. <laughs> this is my time. I mean, like maybe it's the first time or second time away from home and they're feeling those vibes. I'm like, cool, you can feel those vibes, but I'm not going to let you live in those vibes. Like I'm going to put on the good music. I'm going to dance around like a fool. We are going to put on the cheesy movies. I'm going to like shove it in your face. Do you know that point where they're, they're, you see like Grumpster sitting in the corner and they're just like frumpy at a party and they're just like, don't talk to me. I'm that person who it's like, yes, I'm going to be a a little bit annoying in your face, but I'm also going to be willing to sit there and talk to you and listen to you first and like listen to why it's so shitty for the first while so that you can get it out of your system and then be like, cool, now that you've had your fun little pity party, it's there, it's your truth, but you know, let's at least try and have a glass of punch. Let's at least try and do something, not for anybody else, but for yourself because you deserve this. You deserve to have fun for you. You're not doing it for other people. You're doing it for yourself. And when Reno and Matt were talking, I just had this moment where I realized that, that it was just like, I've been deciding for myself all these years that it's like, I want to have fun and I want to enjoy it. And that it wasn't so much about everybody else. It was like, that was the, that was like the, the runoff effect because I was having such a good time. Everybody else ended up having such a good time. Um, but yeah, it definitely came from that triggering painful moment. Um, so I want to thank Matt and Reno for reminding me of that because I think a little bit of that got forgotten. And I also want to move into the second part, which is the best Christmas I ever had was when I was broke as a fucking joke and I had no money and I didn't give any real gifts for Christmas. All I ended up doing was it was only family because it was the one year, probably the last time my whole family got together, we were adults and it was, it was, it was beautiful, but it was weird. Um, And I had no money. So I printed off some photos of me with those individual family members, like whatever I could afford and went to the dollar store, got some dollar store picture frames and like put them in the picture frame. So it's like me, my sister, me, my brother, my mom, my dad. And then I just wrote them letters of appreciation and gratitude and just like, why they meant so much to me and like why I was grateful that they were in my life and what lessons that they had taught me. And by far, I guarantee that's the most memorable Christmas any of us have had from since be the before till after, like there has not been a more memorable Christmas than that one because I was so convinced that I was like, this is so lame. Like they're going to be like, cool, thanks. Um, But like everybody cried. Everybody like was like, this is amazing. And I just want to throw that out there to remind people that it doesn't matter because talking about what Rena was talking about, like, you know, all this pressure to perform and to like do this amazing thing. You don't have to do all these, you spend all this money to do something amazing. All you need to do is you can literally sit down and write out a letter to somebody that you love and just remind them why you love them so much and why you appreciate them so much. And that will be the most magical gift, I swear, that you can give this year. And that is a go-to anytime that I'm struggling. I'm like, okay, I'm struggling for a reason is because I need to bring it back down to the basics. 
So for anybody out there who is struggling, who's listening right now or watching and you need an idea, guaranteed that that is one that will go over very well. Yeah, I love that theme of like, this theme of reclaiming Christmas and just the holiday season and even our lives, like just reclaiming our lives, like, you know, what I'm hearing as I'm listening is there's so much that is kind of um, external, externally sourced, like so much, I'll speak for myself as opposed to projecting. Um, my experience is that so much of um, my experience is is externally sourced it's like where you know where's all this coming from where did it start from and it's something about the the holiday season it's sort of um it's like the the point of origin is sort of brought into the space and a very concentrated way and what and what I'm noticing is like all of these different themes are sort of brought to the surface depending on um where I guess where you're at um you know what what Christmas is is like and how it's celebrated for each person but just looking at my own experience I'm seeing how all of these you know as Michael had said earlier it's like all these different themes that uh, are associated with um, like shame for me um, and my family all come up during that particular time money inadequacy um, you know codependency um, gosh I mean the the list goes on and then there's all the stuff so all of that's happening beneath the surface and then in some households um, it's not being addressed and discussed you know and I remember at some point sitting down with my mom and just saying like hey lady like I see you and I know that this holiday is important to you but like I know what's going on here. I've known what's going, you know, I've known what's been going on for years. Like you don't have to break your back to try to prove something like it's okay. Let's have a nice meal, you know, and, and enjoy ourselves. But like, you're no less of an amazing mother um, and human who's doing her best um, because you don't get us the new Nintendo 64 GameCube, like fuck it you know maybe next year um and you know as we're having this conversation it's so funny because it feels like a therapy session like of all the conversations we have had on game and going deeper um this one for some reason feels particularly therapeutic and it's really amazing to be talking about some of this stuff that i don't even think i've said out loud um to a lot of people, you know, this, this wound around Christmas and the holiday season and unpacking it and everything that comes with it. And the fact that, like, I actually really love Christmas, you know, I do. When I see the tree up and those lights up and the sort of festiveness and colorfulness and all that stuff, I love it. Um, that, I, I'm that guy. Uh, and I remember, you know, Matt, you said it earlier. Um, uh, like I used to literally, I would stay up all night. Like I couldn't sleep. And my parents used to get mad at me and be like, Reno, go back to bed. Cause it's like three in the morning and I'm like talking to my sibling and I'm the oldest of four. So like, I was still this like geek, like this Christmas nerd. Like my siblings are like sleeping and I'm awake. Like, Hey guys, are you up? Like, I wonder, like, are the gifts downstairs yet? Like, I wonder if Santa came, you know? And just, like, so excited. And I'll never forget this one Christmas. We, um, my mom was like, there's one more gift that you guys have to open. And she's like, it's in the basement. <laughs> it's in the basement. And we, we went downstairs and there was this, um, it was like this plastic, Oh, I'm going to cry. It was this plastic <clears throat> play structure for like little kids. 
and I remember looking at it and I was like, oh my God, you guys, Santa is real. Because how could this play structure get into the basement, right? It was all like put together in the middle of the basement. And um, I was like, this is magic. Like, oh my gosh, Santa is real. Um, so th there was always this, you know, there was always this enthusiasm and excitement. And it really is a surprise that like, I'm not more jaded, you know, and I thank God that I'm not. Um, but yeah, it's been difficult. There's been some healing that has had to happen around um, this, this holiday. And I think what I want to say, because I'm, I'm just noticing, yeah, there's something that wants to come through. And I think it's that like, in a lot of ways, like I'm the epitome of Christmas, you know, in some ways. And I feel, it feels fun to like reclaim that, like to reclaim my joy. Like I am this joyful person. I am this vivacious person. I love what, you know, some of the things that this holiday represents and, and that's okay. And I can enjoy it and I can make it my own and enjoy it in a way that feels true for me. You know, Callan talked about that. Michael, you touched on that as well, I think. But yeah, it's like, um, what I'm learning from this conversation um, and from everything everyone shared is like, I can take it back and, and make it my own, you know? I can make it what I want it to be and enjoy it in a way that feels true for me and, and, and isn't measured by the, the number of gifts or the cost of the gifts you know, or the, um, yeah, like, it can be what I want it to be. Measure that you know? shit by the joy and laughter, yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to rename this Reclaim reclaim the Holidays. I think we should rename the podcast. Yeah. That. As, as you're talking about reclaiming it, I'm like, well, how, how could I reclaim it? For me, again, that looks a bit different, but I would say if this was non-COVID times, the one thing that happens with me is I, I feel a lot of um, pressure to not, not perform, but like all of the stuff, like this Christmas party, that Christmas party, get on other things, doing all the stuff. It kind of sucks the joy out of it a little bit if you're not careful. And so I think saying no and reclaiming it for yourself, that's what that would look like for me personally, is you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Or you know what, I'm not going to participate in this Chris Kringle or whatever you want to call it. Like, I'm just not going to do it this year and that's okay. So I think that's how I would, how I would take that reclaim your holiday season mantra. Matt, what about you? Well, thank you. Honestly, it's for the three of you. <laughs> it's been like, I, I want to walk through my process actually, because it's really fascinating how we jumped on the call and we usually just jump on, right? Um, and we decide a topic and then we just go into it. And, and we used to plan them, but now we're going just being a little bit more like present moment about it, which is cool. But um, Callan and Reno both made suggestions and it was like um, talking about family, <laughs> family and Christmas. And like, it's so fascinating how my psychology operated. It was like, no that doesn't resonate with me <laughs> but really it was an inner resistance to having to go there you know what I mean and um and it was I was so blindsided by my own and usually I'm very aware of this stuff you know so it was it's just fascinating that when you lean into something that doesn't maybe feel like it resonates um or there's resistance that there's usually a little gem there for you and um maybe that would be like my my little like tidbit to share from you know, how people can walk into the holidays this season is like, you know, maybe say yes to something that you would otherwise say no to and uh, see if there's something in that, um, that life is coming down and trying to teach you that maybe your psychology is like, mm -mm, I don't want to go there, right? Because I think it's a very loaded time of year for a lot of people. And for me to just be able to feel into the, <clears throat> the sadness um, and the anger, and um, I still am kind of feeling like I don't resonate with Christmas though, to be honest, like there's aspects of it that are just, that they really truly don't resonate with me. Like the consumerism, the marketing, like all that sort of stuff. But I feel like what I'm going to reclaim is I think maybe a sense of allowing myself to belong 
to some of the traditions that I do value because I'm like, I've just written it all off. Like I'm, I don't, I don't want anything to do with any of it. So it's like, how can I like open myself up to just like allowing myself to be transformed by the things that do feel right and not have to reserve or, or reject the other things with such callousness, you know, just, just allowing them to be there and noticing that they don't, that they don't feel aligned to me. Um, but making, keeping my heart open to the things that maybe do feel aligned. And I'm excited for this Christmas because I feel like we know you and I will be able to spend some time together. Well, we're spending Christmas Eve together because we're going to be doing the um, the Zoom hangout together. So um, I feel like we should do it in person. I, I said that and I wanted to. Yeah, I really wanted to do that. And I'm excited that you do as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we can work our shit out together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyways, thank you guys for holding space. Um, yeah, it feels nice to be witnessed in my emotions because it's also something I'm getting really used to. Um, I can't help it. I'm an emotional person. I'm a sensitive person. And just to be able to feel safe to share my emotions with you guys, like it's a real true blessing. Yeah, I feel very held. By you, you are held. I love seeing you like this. It was mm -hmm. incredible. Yeah. 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 I could feel it at the beginning too. As soon as like Reno and I were talking about it, I could feel Matt's, your energy just being like, no. And I was just like, I feel like that's why we need to go here. <laughs> like, something, something's going to come up. <laughs> something's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and I love that it's like reclaiming reclaiming your holiday space and I, I'm the same as you Matt I don't resonate on the like the consumerism side of it and the gift giving and all that like I'm very much not a gift giver or a gift receiver like I I I, I say it again and again if it's genuine from the heart and it doesn't have to be like Christmas or holiday season a genuine from the heart gift where it's like oh my god my friend found something and it's an inside joke or it's something and it has nothing to do with the price or anything like that and it's literally like oh my god this is the best inside joke perfect gift like my friend Alma bought me a alpaca like um what is it beanie baby because like her like nickname is Alma alpaca for me and like we have this whole alpaca joke and like all these alpaca memes and it's like that is like that's a gift. That's one, that's something that's genuine, but like the consumer aspect of like, go out and buy all the gifts and spend all the money and do all the things to prove your love. It's, yeah. I believe that's a very old mentality and that it comes from back in the day when like men were told you're not allowed to have emotions, you're not allowed to have feelings. And so the only way they were allowed to show those emotions and feelings was by giving gifts. And now we're moving away from that world where we're not allowed to be emotional and we're supposed to keep those things locked inside and we're moving into a world where it's like emotions are healthy you need to talk about things you need to get things out and so we're moving away from that you know kind of like material gift giving and it's more into like a personal energetic gift giving of like I'm giving you the gift of my space I'm giving you the gift of my energy I'm giving you the gift of my time and my availability and that's that's the part that I love and when it comes to like my little orphan Christmases that I've been doing for years and years and years, that to me is the most magical part of it. Like, yes, I love the Christmas trees. I love the decorations. I love the cheesy movies. I love all of it. But the most important part of it is like just being together and being in that space and sharing that space and like creating new memories for whoever you're around. And it's like, I'm going to carry this with me for life. So I'm going to make it amazing. And then you're now all allowed to carry this with you for the rest of your life. And then take that knowledge and be like, it doesn't matter where you are, or who you with, you can make it magical. And my favorite Christmas movie of all time is the family stone. And I don't know why it is, but I think it's because the family's so dysfunctional, but so like they they're so dysfunctional oh it's amazing but like that they're like they still come together and they're still just like but the important part is that we just love each other and that's it there, there's this line that diane keaton has and she's like uh um sarah jessica parker's like you're not so special what do you have that i don't have and then diane keaton's like nothing we have nothing special but we're all we have like that's what we have is us and like it's about like just like having that energy and they've recognized that and so that to me is the most magical part so I'm glad that you're kind of having these little like insights coming up Matt where you're like okay well maybe I don't need all that 
same stuff like consumerism but to allow yourself to have those joys of like sure maybe if my friends are doing a christmas eve like potluck and like to experience the joy of like just coming together and sharing yourself with those people is like so beautiful yeah thank you for that reflection i love that movie by the way i've seen oh, it so many times so good. So every many year times. every year i watch oh, it every year so for good Totes. <sighs> we got five minutes Oh. Um, I think I'd like to add one more thing, which is part of reclaiming, because I'm now I'm now obsessed with this new title, is I think the the unspoken part of that is taking responsibility. So you get to decide what Christmas or the holidays mean to you. Don't let anyone else decide. Take what the traditions that you like, if they serve you, take them. If they don't, leave them and then create your own. I think that is that is how how you would reclaim the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um it's not saying throw the baby out with bathwater uh, because there might be some things like for me, I love spending time with my family. So I'm going to keep that, but I don't love being pulled in a thousand different directions on Christmas day, having to go to this place and that place and this other place. So I'm going to leave that one. Um, yeah. So that's just one more thing I wanted to add. And I do love this. I think we're going to have to make this thin, the title of the podcast guys. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. good. Um, I'm noticing in my, it's funny. It, it lives, it lives in my, probably in my heart, actually, somewhere in my chest, like it's a heaviness that I notice. I'm really looking forward to just exploring and moving through. And it's around this um, relationship of, it's around Christmas and lack, um, because that that was a big one. And so I don't know what it's gonna look like to reclaim Christmas um, in, in relationship to that, but I'm really curious about unpacking that and exploring that. Like that I think was a big theme for me, just this constant awareness of like um, others having and us not having. And, and that really like set the tone for me throughout the years. So I'm excited to step back and 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 also kind of dive into that and explore how to reclaim that particular area but what i what i love is that i have been able to in many ways over the years progressively transcend the the codependency that i experienced in relation to christmas to really um, embody a sovereignty in how I choose to celebrate and what I choose to engage in versus not and being able to have a really compassionate and and authentic conversation with the people around me especially the mother because you know the mother um, about you know what I what I am and am not willing to participate in you know, and really owning that and then being with the feeling of that, right? Whether it's discomfort, whether it's, um, you know, uh, guilt, (laughs) shame, etc. Right? And just sitting with that and going, okay, like, it's okay for me to create this experience in my image in a way that honors myself, right? Um, Yeah, so, yeah. I love it. I loved this therapy session. Yeah, I was going to say, I love this therapy session. (laughs) Well, y'all listening and uh, watching us loved it too. I want you to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button if you're watching on Facebook. And then also if you're listening to the podcast, hit that subscribe. Give us five stars. We really appreciate it. It helps others discover us. If you don't know who we are, we are the Gay Men's Brotherhood. And this has been another episode of Gay Men Going Deeper. You can find us on Facebook at Gay Men's Brotherhood. We have a private community supporting gay men all around the world. So come and join us. Join all the fun. And we have lots of fun things coming to you and if you want more information go to gaymensbrotherhood.com and i think that's about it happy holidays and stay safe everybody bye guys bye, bye.